0: This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is titled, Don't Worry, Be Happy. You cannot change your situation by worrying. Seek God's kingdom first and He will provide. Wherever you are joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 25, even though I'm preaching through verse 34, but I want to start by reading verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Let me, let me read the first part of that verse again. Do not worry about your life. I want to preach from the dynamic topic, don't worry, be happy. Look at your neighbor say, don't worry, be happy. You can be seated here in the sanctuary, those few that we have. Yeah, I um, remember a song by Bobby McFerrin. In 1988 he wrote, called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Listen to the words of this song. Here's a little song I wrote. You might wanna sing it, note for note. I'm not singing it, let me just say it. Note for note, don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry, be happy. The second verse says, ain't got no place to lay your head Somebody came and took your bed, don't worry, be happy. The landlord say, say your rent is late, he may have to litigate, don't worry, be happy. And he goes on and on and talks about the dramas of having challenges in life and his resolution to it of don't worry and be happy. I, I want to talk about that today for a few moments. I want to challenge you today about it the, the the dictionary defines worry as tormenting oneself with or suffering from disturbing thoughts to torment with be tormented with cares to have anxieties to be uneasy that's what it means the, the statistics share show us in America in the United States of America this is a startling statistic 60% of people in the United States are suffering from some kind of anxiety. 33% are full of stress. I'm in fact shocked at the depth of worry that people have been gripped with in anxiety. In our, in our society with anxiety and fear. As I, we've been preparing to enter back into this new facility, move back into our facility for live worship I've come to recognize and be alerted and been made aware of the drama and challenges of people who are afraid, fearful, worry. And not just about coming back to church. I mean, if you can't be safe in church, 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 you can't be safe there. But yet people can go to the ball games. Come on, holler the brother, to shows. Y'all still going to the club? Come on, talk to me. And yet we have some anxieties about life and about uh, the kingdom of God. I think it's no worry, no wonder that Jesus spent some time here in this Sermon on the Mount. Chapters five, six, and seven, Jesus gives a Sermon on the Mount and he talks about so many things in the midst of this Sermon on the Mount. He talks about a lot of things, but he took time to speak uh, and, and take nine verses and talk about worry. Because he recognized that it, it is in fact one of the biggest challenges that we have facing in our world and in our culture is worry. Uh, he begins with a warning in these verses 19 through 24. He spends time telling us don't store up stuff in your life, don't store up treasures that thieves can steal or rust can destroy or moth can de- destroy. That's in verse 19. He tells us in verse 21 where your treasures are. That's where your heart will be. He warns us about where our treasures are. And if you put your treasures in stuff that can fade away, he's warning us not to do that. He tells us as well in verse number 24, he says, as he's leading into verse 25, he says, no man can serve two masters for you're going to hate one and love the other or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and money. He makes it plain. He describes it with clarity and specificity. You can't serve two gods. And then he says, therefore, verse 25, therefore, I say to you, Therefore, since I've said all of these things, therefore, since I've warned you about your treasures being in the wrong place, since I have talked to you and warned you about having your treasures in the wrong place and where your treasures are, that's where your heart's going to be. And therefore, since you can't serve two gods, you can't serve God and mammon, you can't have two gods that you are equally submitted to, therefore, he says, I say to you, don't worry about your life. And that's what I want to tell, tell, say to you today. I want to, I want to challenge you. I want to press you. I want to push you and tell you not to be, not to be worried. And he tells us don't, to be, don't be worried about two specific things. He says in verse 25, he lays it out, don't worry about your life, about what you will eat or what you will drink. So he first, he first of all war, warns us to not worry about your meals. I'm looking around this group of people here, I can't see y'all online, but I see the people here and it don't look like the people here have missed too many meals. <laughs> Matter of fact, it looks like some of them could have afforded to miss a few meals. <laughs> he says, don't, don't worry about your meals is one. And number two, he says, don't worry about your clothes, don't worry about your body, what you will put on, what your attire will be. Y'all, y'all do, that, you know, you do know that there's some people who won't come to church if they don't got the right attire. Let, let, me, let me make you aware that the First Baptist Church of Glenarden is not a fashion show. We're, we're not about you showing off your clothes. You can dress any kind of way, just as long as you got something on, <laughs> you, can, you can come but you, don't, you can wear jeans, you can, you can wear whatever you want to wear, sweats. We, 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 have, we have long ago, years ago, taken off and removed the, the deal about dressing up for coming to church. If you want to, you can dress up, but that's not. Nobody's gonna look down their nose at you. Nobody's gonna think badly about you. Nobody's gonna be critical of you. Nobody's going to think the worst of you. Because we have, in fact, adopted the mindset of Jesus that we are not overly concerned about our attire. He says, don't worry about your meals and don't worry about your clothes. And then he goes, in fact, in verse 26, he gives us an illustration. He says in verse 26, look at the birds of the air, verse 36, he says. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? I love that verse right there. He said, Look at the birds of the field. Look at what they do. Yet God provides for them. Look, the birds of the field, field of the field don't have a refrigerator nor closets. But yet God provides for them. Aren't you? Aren't you and I more valuable to, to God than they? Yes, you are. Yes, we are. We are more valuable to God than the birds of the air. And he says to us, don't be overly stressed about your meals or about the clothes that you put on. Therefore, he lays out for us, I want to give you three principles that I want to tell you today to try to help push you out of the worries and concerns of the anxieties of life. Here's what verse number 27 through 29 says. Here's principle number one. He says, let me tell you what it is, and I'm going to read it in verse 27, 28, and 29. The principle is this. You cannot change your situation by worrying. Your worry is not going to change your situation. You can't change your problem. You can't change your dynamics. You can't change what's going on by worrying. Worrying won't make anything be any different than it already is. Look at verse 27, 28, 29. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider, consider the lily of the fields. Here's an illustration. How they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. I love that right there. Because he is in essence telling us, listen, even Solomon had all of the glory that he had with all of the wealth that he had and all of the power that Solomon had and yet with all that he had, with all the uh, the, the blessing that aligned him, uh, he was not uh, attired and taken care of like a lily in the field and yet look here, God will take care of you and I and give us some clothes and give us something to put on our bodies. Yes, nobody has died. I haven't met anybody yet who's died because they didn't have no clothes. And I want to challenge you today, whatever it is that's stressing you out, whatever that's worrying you, I was telling somebody yesterday. Uh, Telling one of my kids yesterday who's all stressed out about their future, you, ain't nothing you can do about it. You, you, can't, you can't make nothing happen. You know what? Just be, let me tell y'all this just be thankful that God has put a roof over your head. Just be thankful for what you have and stop worrying about what hasn't happened yet because you don't know if it's going to happen, what's coming down the pike, All you can be rested assured sure of that if you look back over your life, God has taken care of you all the way up until this point today. That's why I love him. That's why I give him the praise because he always takes care of us. He loves us. He cares about us. He cares about you. And so you can't change your situation by worrying. The only thing you can change is your health. You can get sick, you can get anxiety, you can get frustrated, you can get depressed worrying about tomorrow, so stop worrying about tomorrow. You know, you know what I've learned and I wish I, could, I wish I could take it, I wish I could take it off of me and put it on some of y'all. I've learned that God's got it all under control. He got my coming and my going, he's got my uprising and my down sitting. I'm not frustrated about the affairs of my future. I'm not worried about tomorrow because God has already demonstrated to me in my experience over my 60 plus years of life that he is well capable of being God and he's well capable of taking care of me. He has taken care of me. He has taken care of my family. He has taken care of you. He has taken care of your family. He's more than capable and your worrying is not going to change a single thing. And so I want to challenge you today. I want to give you a layout this principle number one. You cannot make a change to your situation. You can't change your future by worrying. Look at your neighbor say, stop worrying, be happy. Be happy because God has put a roof over your head. Be happy because you did eat something today. Be happy because God has made provisions for you. Be happy because he's got you under his care and his concern. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He will fight your battles for you. He will open doors for you that only He can open for you. He can and will perform miracles on your behalf when you are under His care and under His concern and under His authority and submitted to Him. He has the capacity and the ability to take care of you. Matter of fact, that leads me right into my second principle that I want to lay out for you today. It's verse, uh, verse 30 and through 32. Look at that. Look at, ooh, look at that. Verse 30, Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you a little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentile seeks. for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Here's point two, Here's principle number two, realize that God knows and will clothe and feed you. No, realize that He's a God that will put clothes on your back. He already has. He has already fed you. He he has already made provisions for you. He's already made resources available to you. And it's got your name on it. Stop worrying that he's going to hand your blessing to somebody else. God is going to deliver your mail to your mailbox at your address at your house. He's going to give you what you stand in need of. You know what I love about this? He knows what you have need of. That's what the verse says. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He already knows what your needs are. He already knows about your future. You know what I love about God? He already knows what you need for your situation. He already knows what you need to have in your bank account. He already knows what you need to have in your kitchen, in your refrigerator, in your closet. He already knows. And so I want to lay out for you and tell you and challenge you today, if he can close the grass in the field, if he'll take care of them, he'll take care of you. Don't worry about your meals. He will provide. Don't worry about your clothes. He will provide. He knows what your needs are. He's laying that out. Let me shout and proclaim that to you and I today. Stop worrying. Learn to be happy. Give God praise for what he has already provided for you today. You all stressed out and worried and frustrated. Some of y'all are frustrated because of what you don't have. Learn to be thankful for what you do have. Amen. Be be thankful for the door he has opened. Be grateful for the roof he has put over your head. Thank him for the clothes that you do have to put on. And stop allowing. Let me me hold back. slow, Slow down, Pastor. Can I slow down? Slow down. Anytime you'll become discontent with what you have, that's, that's a sign of the work of the enemy. In, uh, in the book of Genesis, the devil was able to convince Adam and Eve that they needed something else that, other than what they had. And that's the devil's program, is to make you discontent with what you have, to make you think that you need more. But Adam and Eve had everything that God knew they needed. He had given them everything that they knew, that, he, he, that God knew they needed, but the, the devil came along and made them dissatisfied with what God had made provision for them. I know y'all getting quiet on you because I know some of y'all been listening to the devil. You've been letting him talk to you and you become dissatisfied, but let me try to bring you back into order and let me help to bring you back to where you're supposed to be and let me remind you that we serve a God that we should be thankful for the doors he's opened and the things he has provided. Let me close this challenge to you with this final point. Here's the third and final point in verse 33 and 34. And here's, here's what it says. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I love those verses right there. They're the cornerstones for my life because if you seek God's kingdom first and being right with God, being in his righteousness, everything you need will be added to you. I guess I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Not only will God make a way for you, not only will he make provisions for you, But I'm here today to tell you, if you put God first, if you seek his kingdom first, if you put his kingdom at the top of your agenda, if you put him at the top of the line, seek God first. Put him at the first. And that's my point. Seek God's kingdom first and he will provide. He will open up the doors. He will add to your cares. He will add to what your concerns are. He will take care. Therefore, verse 34 says, therefore, since God, you're seeking God and his righteousness, since you're seeking his kingdom, since you are pursuing his way, since you're trying to be in the center of his will, since you are seeking the things after his heart and not after your own flesh, let me try to drop this in your spirit. Let me hopefully help you get this in your mind. Don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of his own things. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be thankful for what God has made available to you today. Here's a little sermon I wrote. You might want to quote it note by note. Don't be don't worry. Be happy. Look at your neighbor, say don't worry, be happy. Look on the other side, say don't worry, be happy. Look on the other side, don't worry, be happy. Stop stressing out, give your your heart to Jesus, follow him, be submitted to him, don't worry, be happy. I'm trying to drive a spirit of anxiety out of here. I'm trying to drive a spirit of worry out of your life. Just remember, let me rehearse these verses, for these principles for you once again. You can't change your situation by worrying. You can't change one thing. You can't make one, you can't change your height. You can't change the color of your hair. Well, I guess you can change the color of your hair. I take that back. Matter of fact, here's what the scripture says. Uh, (laughs) let, Let me stick to what the scripture says. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? You can't change your height. One cubit is about 18 inches. You can't make yourself one foot taller or one foot shorter. You can't change anything by worrying. You can't change your situation by worrying. You can't change your job situation by worrying. You can't change your marriage situation by worrying. You can't change your family situation by worrying. You can't change what your kid's doing. Go on and preach, faster. You can't change what your kid's doing by worrying. Worrying will never change anything. Turn it over to Jesus. Who am I preaching to today? Release it in his hand. Put it in his control. Let him control it. And not yourself. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you relieve the people of God from the worries of their life. Somebody today, God, who is stressed out. Somebody here today, God, who's who's concerned about their future. I pray today in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus that you by your power and might will help them pursue you and seek after your kingdom first and your righteousness. Give them a heart and a mind to want to be right with you and obedient to you and walk in the center of your will. Draw them to your kingdom, almighty God, I pray. I'm praying for the unsaved. I pray for the backslidden person who's drifted away from your fellowship. I'm praying for the person who's unsure of their eternal destiny. I'm praying for the unchurched, uncommitted person. Draw them, almighty God, in the precious and mighty name of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray. I call on you today, I cry out to you today that you'd bring them into a place of obedience and being in the center of your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Be thankful for what you have and stop worrying about what hasn't happened yet. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglennarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.